This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Kuanbioma Law PLLC is 100% native owned and operated, founded by Vern Kuanbioma. Their practice areas include corporate law, business transactions, finance, economic development, gaming, casino development, online gaming, real estate, environmental permitting and approvals, telecommunications, government affairs, employment and labor relations, historic preservation and cultural resources, and energy. Kuanbioma Law is committed to making positive and lasting change in our communities as they support nonprofit volunteering community activism and employing Indian preference in hiring and vendor relations. You are now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man. And with me is Carl. And today is the episode that I hate doing. It's our Halloween special. <laughs> and so, if you recall, listeners, that last year we had a Halloween-themed episode and it was a very scary episode because... Yeah, you, know, you weren't into because it. Because so. Carl was driving the car. And you weren't into that And episode. Carl drives like so. And so it turned into a real... Excellent show. Shitstorm of a show. <laughs> it, it turned into one of the best episodes That ever. actually, you know, it was so bad that it turned out to being funny. It wasn't bad. It's not <laughs> It's not bad when it's good like that. And, you know, it, it's funny because it's supposed to be a Halloween-themed episode, so it's supposed to be scary. Yeah. But, yeah, it turned into a comedy. Comedy scary movie. <laughs> and so, it's and like so, the but, National Lampoons of... Uh, Scary, scary podcasts. <laughs> well, we're back for, for our annual Halloween episode. And, you know, I, I guess I, I do this because it's something that you enjoy. Yeah. I, I know yeah. it's something and, that you're very and plus, passionate you know, about. And plus, you know, I was born in the spooky month. And you probably were on Facebook. I don't know who in this room here set up that <laughs> Facebook thing. Oh, I was, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so, you know, over, I guess, to do a sidebar from the Halloween <laughs> theme stuff, the scary stuff. But over the weekend, Carl celebrated a birthday. I so celebrated I guess that a the birthday. introduction. And with me is uh, the birthday boy, Carl. And so Carl <laughs> is officially... The oldest guy on the podcast, and so from well, you here better, on out. Well, I'll you better be listen up, son. Addressing him as uh, and with me is uh, Carl. <laughs> You're one year behind me. You're not even a year behind I'm me. I'm so much younger. You're than not you are. younger than me. If people were to see our faces, pictures of us, you would be the one adjacent to, say to each that. other. Who's people that old would guy look with at, Carl? Oh, J-Man must be in his mid-twenties. Is there, they'll probably say, who's Carl that old guy with, uh, with Carl? At least in his 40s. It's <laughs> 40s. And so happy birthday. How, how, how did you celebrate your birthday? Oh, man. You know, when you're, when you're getting up past the 35 range, 
you tend to kind of not celebrate your birthday because it kind of marks where you're like, you're getting, <laughs> you're getting, uh, almost to the midway point. And, uh, you know, I, I just turned, uh, 37. So, and, and you know what they say is that the life expense, expectancy of a native american man is so short that you're practically it uh almost into your old age yeah that's the reason why i'm <laughs> don't want to celebrate my birthday <laughs> and <laughs> but anyway anyway uh let's let's get past the down part of this whole episode here and go past and we are going to be talking about the halloween portion of this so we're going to have so much fun with scary stories dreams whatnot where dream warriors freddy krueger you know the whole works like that <laughs> oh god i i hate i hate being scared so much and and that's why i dislike Halloween, I guess, because then it's like horror movies are on on everything. There's all these Halloween specials that are on on all the streaming yeah. apps. Poor soul. I don't know how much, you, you how know, many horror films you've made her you, watch up to this you, point. You know, we uh, we have a tradition in our house is that every Halloween, the spooky month from uh, day one till 31st day, we watch one scary movie every night. One scary movie. Uh, it doesn't matter what scary movie it is. Can be the classic. Can be the new remake of anything. But it's one scary movie every night, and we love it. And on the thirty first, we watch The Exorcist. I, I love how you phrase that. That we, it's like our <laughs> tradition. But the reality of it is, is that you make your elderly grandparents. <laughs> Watch these horror films starting yeah. from October 1st. Yeah, that's true. To October 31st. So I'm sure that so in Gua, that in the month of October, there's an extra box of Depends <laughs> that's purchased for the household for whatever trauma that's caused when it's time for them to go. And, uh, you know, yeah, because she, she hates, she hates scary movies, <laughs> but I, I make it up. I make it up to her by watching like the, the lifetime, the Hallmark channel. Yeah. When, once it hits the November and December months, you, you, you make yeah. it up for her when you I, ma- I make that. it up. Yeah. I make it up that, you know, since we watched, uh, somebody's got somebody's head being blown off. We'll, we'll make it up by somebody kissing each other underneath a, a nice tree, uh, you know, <laughs> Christmas tree. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I make it up for her because then I only make Soul cook me breakfast and dinner on her birthday. <laughs> she doesn't have to cook me all three square meals you, on you, her birthday. You know, um, you know, traditionally, like my when my birthday is around this month, we usually barbecue. Uh-huh. And since yesterday or well, not yesterday, what when was it? Sunday. Sunday, it was it was raining. It was raining and it was hailing, and I couldn't barbecue. So I said, "Let's have Chinese." Okay. So Sol whipped up Chinese food. We had oh, Chinese. Oh, makes Chinese. Sol makes Chinese. You know, it's pretty much easy to make Chinese food. Crack the can of cat food open. <laughs> dump some soy sauce onto it. It's how it's made. Served on top of rice. It's how it's made. <laughs> But anyway, you know, it, it was a great uh, birthday party. We had cake. Uh, we had cake and ice cream afterwards. So, well, one thing that I did want to mention is that you know we, we do have a special guest today. Yes, we, we do. We do, we do have, have a special, special guest, guest and she she is uh, a very great person that knows a lot about uh, spooky mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. and she's uh, well. There's she, a reason why we have a special guest today. There, there's a reason why. 
in that I'm not good at talking about scary things. No, no, that you're not. I'm not good at talking about Halloweeny things because normally when we come in here to do a podcast episode, if it's a topic that I enjoy, which is probably like 85% of the time, yeah, yeah, I have this long format because there's so many points that I want to talk about. But today came and you know, we're going to talk about Halloween and scary things today that my format is like one sentence long because <laughs> I don't know what to talk about. Oh, let me let me ask you, um, do you have any childhood memories of your? Of when you were, went to go trick or treat, and oh, what yeah. was your oh, yeah. what was your favorite costume? I, I think that my favorite costume was I dressed up as a Ninja Turtle. Oh, really? And I, I'm pretty sure that I dressed up as Michelangelo because he was my <laughs> favorite Ninja Turtle. And I, so I had the costume on. My mom painted my face green. I had the headband that covers your eyes. Yeah, and yeah. then I had this toy. It was kind of like uh, you know those long. I don't know what they're called, but kids go swimming with them. It's oh, the like pool noodles. Yeah, the, the pool, pool noodles. noodles. Yeah. I had something similar to that, but it was a lot skinnier. And I cut it so that it could look like a bow. Ah, uh, the, the bow staff. Uh, yeah. That uh, Don, Donatello? Donatello, Donatello has, carries. yeah. Yeah. And so I had that. That was like one of my most memorable Halloween as a kid. I remember since this was the 90s, and I have to give you context. This was the early 90s and that um, we're native. We're native, and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, have to, I have to give you context before I mention something really, really rash. Right? If I can guess, okay. If I can guess, all right. This is leading up to, uh, well, we're Native Americans, so we can do and say things like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is going to be a little bit racist. So, <laughs> I remember one year, one year, my mom, when uh, my mom, she dressed us up in blackface. <laughs> And I had to give you context. I, I, we're native. It's early '90s. There, there are some parts of our skin that is legitimately black. So I guess that's what you're trying to. Yeah, and um, I remember we were so racist. I mean, like it wasn't. It wasn't where like you know. Oh, let's just go blackface. No, it was blackface, white lips, all around. Like the like the 1950s ad. You know how like the 1950s ad they would show like a black face with the white lips and uh, what what they did, what, what she did was that she uh, made us look like the coal farmers or whatever, potato farmers or cotton pickers. And wow. we wore, wore overalls. We wore like, wow. uh, yeah. And it was, and nobody said nobody bad in eye, you know, like they're the brownies, you know. So, so now you admit that this stuff is racist. <laughs> we had this whole dialogue argument last week about your commentary on Indigenous Peoples Day. And you basically claim that things like this isn't considered racist. No, no, I'm not saying it was racist. I'm saying that people will think that this is racist. This is the early 90s and we're Native American. Back when racism was acceptable. (laughs) So I remember that. I remember dressing up in blackface and going door to door and saying, hello, master. It, It is the 2020s now. So all you res families, blackface is not cool. Yeah, you know, blackface it's, is not cool. Well, you know, okay. So if if a child dressed up in blackface today, what would you say? What would you say if if we just stayed in the villages? I would say, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what I was thinking when you first were telling your story. <laughs> I wouldn't say anything. I would just say, oh, you know, here's <laughs> some damn. I here's know. some cotton people here. like you. Here's oh, some, look at the little Castillo boy. Yeah. 
we're you know because we're racist. Hopis are racist. I have to say, I have to admit that Hopis are racist. Not, not all of us are racist. You're a racist just, just, too. Just people like Carl. That you know, it's. <laughs> I admit, I'm I'm racist to my own people and everybody else. So we're all equal in everybody's eyes. Well, can we talk about Halloween again? <laughs> But anyway, besides the point, I mean, like that was that was I'm one of sure the costumes. That there are um, others out there aside from just me uh, that I you're mean, making very <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, that was one of the costumes that were back in the early '90s, and I remember that. You know, it, and I loved Halloween. I love going door to door, and I love doing that. I love watching scary movies, like any type of scary movies, from Jason to you know uh, Freddy to you know all of the all oh, of the man. classics like that. And every year. We watch them. We watch. We watch Michael Myers. You let, know. let me ask you this question, okay? For, for my own personal research. All right. All right. Why do you find being scared enjoyable? Like, like what's the, what's so fun about it? I guess because, like, I know that there's tons of people. I know lots of people. Okay. That love scary right. movies just like you. I know I, tons of uh, people well, that it, love Halloween just like you. You know, and I can't figure out why it's so fun because reality is much more scarier than having Jason run after you or having Freddy Cougar in your dreams because it's it's a different reality that you set yourself in and that reality is something that is more scarier that I don't like. And that's why I love horror movies because it's so fake that it will never happen. Although there have been stories that have been based around these Halloween movies like that. But all in all, it's just a way of like getting away from reality. Like, you know, like Michael Myers, like, you know, the the serial killer, Michael Myers, you know, yeah. he's he's only stalks, you know, uh, you know, only stalks one woman because that's his sister. You know, he has a plot to that story, you know, or where, where Freddy, um, Freddy Krueger, he, he stalks or, a bunch of Freddy kids meets Jason <laughs> or Freddy, Freddy stalks a bunch of kids because his, their parents, uh, killed them or killed him, you know, so he's trying to get revenge. You know, those are types of stories like that, that I really like about these, these horror movies. And when you want to, want to get away from like reality, because reality is scary, you know, reality is scary where it's like, you know, oh, I'm going to maybe uh, get lost one day or maybe get kidnapped. And those are the types of realities that you're you always think about. And then when you finally see that in in like scary movies, that it becomes a fake, scary genre of movies or part of life. And so that's the reason why I do like scary movies. And I, I've, I've grown up with scary movies like every 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 time I, I you know there was been a new movie that's come out ever since the nineties there's always been that scary movie and I love scary movies like you know a, apart from the classics you know you have you know a lot of the a lot of the things that that are in scary movies are kind of based in real life like um, do you do you know that movie Strangers no you don't know the movie Strangers. No. <laughs> <laughs> Strangers is one of my top favorite movies because it's based on reality. It's based on the the assumption that yes, this could happen and this actually did happen. See, that that's why like I I hate it like cuz 
like you said, a lot of these movies are based on actual happiness. Yeah, yeah. And then so it's like I don't get why you think that. Oh, this is something that can never happen. But it, it's it's like a, it's like a fake. A lot of scary, it, you know. Has, Based off of reality. Okay. Like, okay. And, and so, like, when I watch something that's scary, right? Yeah. It's this idea that whatever it is that I watched happened somewhere. Yeah. And that freaks me out because then if it happened somewhere, it could happen anywhere. Okay. All right. Including here. Okay. And, and so that's why it freaks me out. Okay. Okay. So, so like, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying that, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's based on reality, but it's also based on the fakeness part of reality where it's like, we're exaggerating this whole idea of what had happened. Like the Strangers movie. Oh, okay, so I'll talk about the Strangers movie. You know, in that in that movie, we, we, we don't ha- we don't only have an hour to talk, Carl. <laughs> but no, okay, I'll give you a little rundown. In the movie, there's like three characters that knock on this woman's door and they start ter- uh, terrorizing her, and they eventually kill like the the husband. And there's like a brother there. Or I think there's a brother in there, and I think there's a woman. And it's based on re- real life. It's based on reality of like uh, different types of serial killers out there, but it's so exaggerated that like you know them showing up to your door like that. It's it's like a like one in a million chances. Mm-hmm. So I got I got a question. For okay, you. what do you think the scariest things on the reservation are? Ooh man, uh, reservation dogs. You know, uh, meth heads. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like the you know. Okay, so we do have taboos and uh, on the reservation. So. And so, so I, I did well. So I did pull a list off of. Okay, this is something that we're going to talk about okay. in a little bit because there is this exists something out there on social media. I think primarily it's on Facebook. Something called the Hopi Ghost Stories yes. group, and we've mentioned this group before. And so you know, I in preparation for this episode, I did request approval to be accepted, and I was accepted. And so like I. Give a big shout out to uh, Chick Anna Buhuyama, who I believe is one of your sisters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. out at Mun Kapi, and I think she's an admin on the page. But I pulled this list scariest things on Hopi, and you actually mentioned one of them. Coming in, I guess, last is Meth- methods. The, the dark. <laughs> oh, the dark. Right? Talking about methods. The dark's always scary because we can't see what's in the dark. Two pack of dogs, which is what you said, yep. as dogs. Number three, Soyoko. Who's not afraid of Soyoko? Yeah. What did we say in our last episode? That's like the Hopi version of uh, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. And then next on the list is when mom cleans. Why would it be scary when mom cleans? I don't know. Soyoko doesn't clean, so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the idea is because she gets all pissed off oh. and starts throwing things or yelling at you. Death. Death. I think death is a big driver. Yeah, yeah. For, for horror genres, because if you're afraid to die, then why the hell would you be afraid of Jason? Yeah, that's true. And then the most scariest thing is seeing Highway Patrol doing a U-turn. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know why that's so scary because um, they give you a ticket and you don't pay it anyway. Yeah, on the reservation they only give you a warning, so. <laughs> You're driving a uh, 65 on a 10 mile uh, mile zone here. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a warning right now. 
But I think now would be a good time to bring on our special guest. Yeah, let's do that. Because she knows a little bit more about uh, Halloween and scary movies and stuff like that. And you can actually take a break. So <laughs> like come back. And, you can come back, come back in 30 like minutes. That. All right. So let's uh, welcome our intern, AJ Nikwetiwa. So uh, give her, give, let's give her a round of applause. Here. Hi, everyone. You don't have like a spooky button like uh, bats. <laughs> Screeching out of a cave for, for the clap. No, no. And so we had to recruit our intern, AJ, because as I've admitted before, I hate talking about this stuff. And so what good would that be for Carl to talk about this so fondly by himself? And so, AJ, why don't you tell us why you like Halloween and all the scariness? For me personally, I really enjoy Halloween because it's the only time of year when normal people believe in these things that are actually going on out there um i know that like uh, carl said a lot of these horror movies are based off of true things but you know they're um human horrors they're murderers things like that psychos but we often forget that there are non-physical spiritual realm entities out there that also do these things oh yeah (laughs) And I, I think that, you know, that was kind of the one of the things I wanted to mention is that I guess as far as telling horror stories of the Reds. And, and yeah, I think that in our last episode when we had Jeremy Bach on, but yeah, yeah, stupid soundboard erased the episode. I know that he did. He did bring that up. He said that it's hard to tell these stories because the fact that we're native. Yeah. And that there's taboos. There's taboos that align with that. Talk about certain things. And so he did, you know, Jeremy did mention a good point is that. Like, you know, why are we scared of these different things when other people that are not our, you know, uh, religion or culture mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, afraid of these th- th- types of things? Like, uh, like he mentioned one time, we mentioned once before, he mentioned that um, he said that, you know, if a white kid plays with like the owl or like with a skeleton or something like that, they're perfectly fine. You know, the next yeah. day they're okay. You know, and then when a, when a native does all of this, then they're cursed or they're like, you know, that's, it's bringing death to them or like, you know, that's the taboo part of it to them. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, what I think about that is I feel that natives are a lot more sensitive to these things because we understand it. We grew up being taught about it Yeah, with Bahanam. They, um, you know they don't have those respects for these entities um so in a way they're really closed off to um possessions to whatever you want to call it to being attached by these spirits but as natives we're a lot more susceptible to that because we're more open um we let things in a lot easier we don't know how to not close ourselves off to that so we just um avoid it most of the time we don't like to confront it um but i think that there's a lot of people out there if you educate yourself enough on it you can be i don't say immune but you can be closed off to a lot of this and you're protected in a way from things you know um yeah it's like it's i guess it's just like uh i don't i don't want to say personal choice i i want to say it is part of like tradition it's it's part of like hopi culture that we're not supposed to talk about certain things like death we're not supposed to look at certain things like uh like an owl 
or like uh, go out at night, you know, or, or, or different things like that. Acknowledge witchcraft or acknowledge witchcraft. But we you know. talk about it. Yeah, we talk we, about. We talk about it. Yeah, we talk to about each that. other in our homes. Drink a little bit too much, and then all the Owaka stories come out about. <laughs> That's always a funny thing because then it's like for natives, it's like something bad happens to us. Oh, somebody's witching me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's kind of funny, but I'm willing to share a story. All right, I'll share it later right. on once we get to that point. Okay. But I'm willing to uh, creep out onto that branch <laughs> of fear and share something. And if that branch falls with me, then I, I guess at least I did it in the name of listens for our podcast. So I'm hoping that my life is worth. A couple more additional <laughs> listens for people to listen to podcasts. But one of the things that we were going to talk about is that about specifically about this Facebook group, um, Hopi Ghost Stories. And so, AJ, I believe that you're familiar with this group. Carl, both of you and I are familiar with this group. And basically what it is, is that it's a platform for, I think, specifically Hopis. And yeah. so I, I guess, Carl, maybe you are right that we are racist people. But <laughs> but it, it's a platform specifically for Hopis to share some of their stories and so i hope we don't get sued by this group by sharing some of the stories online but i did find one story in particular and and so rather so just to make it clear disclaimer these are not our stories just to make it clear these okay. are not our stories Good. and so i i found one story in particular and so basically what this individual shared in their story is that in the village that both of you guys are from Hote Villa that they were told by their souls that there's a side of the mesa basically by the spring area by where you're not supposed to play during certain times of the day and so this individual shared that during one weekend that there was a tikive in the village a dance and so being young being kids that they thought that you know they weren't interested in what was going on in the kisome they weren't interested in the dance and so rather they went to the cliff and they started playing below the cliff right in that area where Balmuk was and so they were playing there and the individual telling the story says that they were playing and they came upon an opening into the rock they found a cave basically and so he tried to look in and he couldn't really see because it was very dark and so he challenged his, his cousin that was with him I dare you to crawl in there. And of course the cousin's like, no, I'm not going to crawl in there. And then so he tried to position himself, the guy telling the story, position himself to see if he could look in to where the light was shining, the sun was shining to see if he could see further in. And his curiosity got the best of him. He crept closer and closer to the opening. And then basically got to a point where his head was in the hole, but he saw eyes reflection of eyes similar to that of a cat inside this cave and seeing this eye freaked him out and then so he ran along with his cousin back to So'o's house and told So'o So'o, So'o, this is what I saw we found a little cave and there was an eye I saw an eye inside when I looked and then of course the So'o got mad at him and said I told you not to be playing down there and that probably what you saw was a palalukan, which is a water serpent that many of us believe to live in our springs that are located throughout our mesas. And so the boy, his so'o, then the next day 
got Biki, some Homa, and they took it back to the same place to offer it to this being to release the boy's spirit if it got caught there. But then when they returned and when the boy showed his soul where he saw it, that the hole that he had found had shrunk and that he looked at this hole and he said that there's no way that I could have stuck my head in there like I had but I swear so I stuck my head into this hole and so often you hear stories like this in Hopi households that these beings that live with us within the village make themselves accessible to those that are around and so I thought that that was kind of an interesting story because then it's like you hear these stories often that sometimes even like Spider Woman that people are able to enter her home even though it's literally the size of an actual spider's home um, I wrestled that palalakang before so <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah those are types of stories that are on the reservation and you really don't hear them anywhere else you know you, you hear of different types of of like water serpents uh, around Native America, but you you don't hear them uh, specifically about how Hopi has dealt with them. You know how how Hopi has seen them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how Hopi has portrayed them. And another thing too to go along with that story, my Taha uh, he passed away a while back, and I, when he was in college, he was uh, going to Santa Fe, and one of his art projects were to paint um, something that was like mythical or uh, like was, was spiritual to him. And so he chose Palilukan. So he did that. He started to paint that, that serpent, like how he, he saw it. And every night he heard water, he heard water in his room. He heard the ocean. He heard, it was clear as day that, you know, there was splashing everywhere and he was freaked out. He would get up in the middle of the night and he would see his painting and that would be it. You know, he would, you know, the sounds would stop when you see his painting. He would paint some more and every night he would hear that again. Every night he would just hear water splashing. And he got so freaked out that he called uh, Soo up or, yeah, he called his mom, my soul. And he mentioned that and he said that, is there something that I shouldn't be doing or is there something that I shouldn't be painting uh, because I, I've been hearing this, you know, water all this time. And it, it's, you know, I it, it's so crazy because in my dorm, there's no sink. It's just the dorm. You know, there's there's no sink around. I don't have a bathroom. The nearest bathroom is down the hall. Did he sleep on a waterbed <laughs> in the dorm? <laughs> And so Solo said that you need to destroy that painting because that will probably take you. You know, it will probably take you. So what did he do? He painted over it. He put white uh, gesso on there and he covered that whole thing up. And that night, no, nothing, nothing happened. No, no water, no water. Free, free and clear. Free huh? and clear like that. So he said that there are certain things that we shouldn't be portraying as Hopis. We, we shouldn't be carving we shouldn't be making because yes these are very highly um you know regarded spirits you know we can we can carve like uh you know the the spirits of like kachinas to portray them but we can't carve different deeper you know types of things that we see as like Mm -hmm. taboo 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So those are those are different things that um, that he was he, he he encountered when he was still alive. Do, do you have any similar res stories, AJ, that you've come across? Uh, something similar. Um, not so much a story. Um, when I was small, maybe 13, 14, my older cousin was drawing. And he was drawing the Bagang um, Hoyas with the Palalakang around, almost in a full circle around mm-hmm. them. And he was, you know, in the process of finishing it. And our soul came up, noticed what he was drawing and said, don't be drawing stuff like that. Um, she said, you shouldn't, you shouldn't depict the Palalakan around them as if he's entrapping them. You know, you don't, you don't um, conjure things like that. You don't make those things um, become reality, basically. She said, you don't depict those things because that'll come back on us. And so it was a warning and ever since then I always remember that you know you don't depict things that you don't want to happen almost mm-hmm. yeah it is it, it's very very scary here on the reservation so anyone who's listening uh, to this on the outside don't come to the reservation during these times <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a funny meme that I saw on Facebook it's, well I guess I probably saw it in that ghost stories group but it's like you're gonna change me ten dollars to enter a haunted house when I can just walk around the reservation for free <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly true. So, I mean, there are uh, countless of stories around the reservation here. And actually, they are true. Most of them, they are true. Most of them, they're just uh, like, you know, uh, wind and wind that's knocking around different things. But Mm -hmm. most of the time, you know, you do see stuff. You do see things that you don't recognize as human or don't recognize as as a living person. like I guess you would say like a living creature that that you're familiar with the thing that scares me the most and even scares me to this day when it happens is that like when I was a kid well really it scared me a lot when I was a kid but like because there are so many dogs and so like you hear dogs all the time the dogs don't scare me so much but it's like those nights that you're laying in bed restless and you can't sleep and all of a sudden, the dogs start barking real loud. Yeah. And the dogs usually bark because some somebody's coming by, a person, a car, or something. And then so when the dogs start to bark at night, you know it's because somebody is walking by. But what used to scare me is that sometimes, like, the dogs would bark like somebody's walking by. But then all of a sudden, the dogs would start crying. And I used to think, like, what could possibly be out there at night? that these dogs are then afraid of and so being Hopi I guess is that you learn about certain areas in the village because I'm pretty sure every village has this but in our village down at Munukapi that we know where Maso walks we know where his walking path is I guess yeah when yeah. he wants to burn some calories there's an area where he particularly walks I don't know why why, why that is when he joins the 100 mile club <laughs> <laughs> but there's a path that where he walks and so people you know we're aware of it we're aware of this area and then so like that like like this is how scary there is is that when dogs are barking in that area and he walks by and they start to cry 
then no. nobody's alarmed because no. then it's just like, oh, Masao's probably outside. Well, it's like, well, in reality, um, dogs don't bark when Masao's around. Oh, really? Yeah, because he he has this thing that he can quiet everything down. He has a dog whistle. And has a dog whistle with him. So dogs don't attack him. <laughs> and I, I remember I remember one particular uh, one particular thing is that um, he whistles. Yeah, Masao whistles. Yeah, he does. And I, I got up. It was probably around three o'clock. Who, the, who's Masao, by the way? Let, he, let's let you talk about it since you're Coyote Clan. Um, he's uh, an old man. <laughs> Masao is a deity that Hopis portray him as this is the uh, this is his land that we're living on. Mm-hmm. We're just basically on borrowed land from he's, him he's the true land he's owner. the true land owner and we wanted to have him as a leader or as a god but he told us no the reason because why I know you fuckers are gonna get yeah corrupt anyways. you guys you guys are gonna get corrupt and that's when i'm gonna come back and that's when you're gonna you're not gonna like me when i'm angry <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna like me when i'm angry <laughs> yeah that kind of thing so Masao, you know, but, he does his he does his rounds, and we do also portray him similar to, I guess, the concept of the Grim Reaper. Yeah, I guess so. I guess he, yeah, I he guess comes he for you that. when it's your time to go. Yeah, well, kind of, in a way, <laughs> in a way. But you know, we portray him as as a god of the underworld or god of like this land here. That he God he, of fire. Yeah, he comes around and he goes to different village, through different village, and he checks around. And so around three o'clock one morning, uh, I got up to use the restroom, and I knew that you know it was the, it's the witching hour. Three o'clock is always the witching hour <laughs> in the morning. And I said, oh man, you know I gotta use the restroom. I'm tired, and I just need to use it real quickly, get back to bed, so I don't lose my wherever when I was dreaming. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I gotta keep that. Gotta keep that uh, Jennifer Aniston dream alive. <laughs> I gotta use the restroom, but I gotta you know I gotta keep that alive. So I'm you know half asleep while still thinking about <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. Sleep walking to the yeah, it's like Jennifer, Jennifer I'm coming back. Jennifer, I'm Aniston. coming back. Don't move. Don't move a muscle. <laughs> but anyway, it was it was it was around that time, and I had it was it was during summertime, so I had my window open. And there were, it was silent. I mean, it was dead silent. Nothing out there was moving. Nothing out there was making a sound. And I just, I just happened to just look out there and then just listen for just a quick second. And I heard one of the most perfect whistles from a distance, really nice. And I heard it three times, really, really nice. And he whistled really nice in one far end of the village. And then right below our Timtsukim, there's, you know, a walking path towards the uh, Bavich area. And that's where he whistled again. And it was loud and it was clear. I thought the meth heads were out <laughs> whistling because they whistle sometimes when they're, when that, there's that, like. That's the code. That's to, the code. To order you know? some drugs. Well, I don't know. How do they whistle? <laughs> And they whistle so like <laughs> randomly, and I thought it was the meth heads. And no, it was a clear whistle. It was loud and it was perfect. And he and he, I guess he travels fast. Yeah, 
travels very, very Super fast. Yeah. Because I heard it at one end of a village, very distant, and just a few seconds later, again, in wherever I was at, and then again, a few seconds later, at the distance far of the uh, the village. And it, it was gone. I told my soul and my qua about that that morning. I said that I heard one of the most perfect whistles. And so I already knew, you know, yeah, that's Masao doing his rounds. You know, he just, he just does that, and he whistles. The, pr- the reason why you probably heard it was because, you know, Masa was on his walk trying to finish his 100 miles before the deadline. Yeah. Blew his dog whistle because you're part coyote. <laughs> and that's why you're able to hear it. <laughs> he knew that the Hotvela dogs are, uh, are, are ravaged up there. That's why. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like there, there are different stories and there are different accounts of that. And I'm pretty sure AJ has something similar to that as well, too. Yeah, have you heard that? Um, you know, he travels uh, in the fireballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've it, had it, friends who've seen those um, go up and over the mesas. Yeah, there was a there was an account too. One of my cousins, he was um, he was walking home and he walks by the Tutuami up there or the graveyard. There's the Hopi graveyard that's there, and he in the distance he saw a fire. He saw the fire up there, and he was like. Who the hell's burning up something up there? And, <laughs> and he didn't think of anything. And he saw a figure coming like from the distance there, running like basically running towards him. He freaked out and he's like, you know, huh? No, no way. I'm not doing that. Do, do you think then that that's how Liu Kang from World Combat got his powers <laughs> from from Masa? Because you know, like. Liu Kang, he probably met Nightwolf, according to the Oh yeah, that's Mortal right. Combat no. Annihilation movie. Nightwolf is Hopi, <laughs> and then Nightwolf introduced Liu Kang to Masao, and then he learned and then, the animality. And animality. then Masao gave him his fireballs. <laughs> Maybe I think that's true. Well, I guess if we could transition, all right, <laughs> before uh, HCPO shuts us down. <laughs> Because we did have this conversation before we started recording between the three of us, is that dreams, dreams uh, can be yes. a source of horror in one's life through nightmares, and so like I, I feel like that a lot of people kind of share the same recurring nightmares. Yeah, I yeah. guess as as it pertains to their demise. Yeah, because one of the things that I constantly dream about. Is that I dream of falling from very high places uh-huh. for some reason, and so there's never really any detail to like how it happens. Like I never know. Like was I hiking up a tall cliff or something, and I just happened to fall, or was I flying on an airplane? And then all of a sudden, I had to eject myself out of the airplane. But there's I just vividly always remember that I consistently had this dream where I fall. I feel myself free falling from a very very high distance. Yeah, knowing that. When I hit, it's going to hurt really bad. Yeah. To the point that I'm probably going to die. Yeah. And then so I have these dreams of falling and falling and falling. And in my head, I'm just thinking it's going to be so painful once I finally hit the ground. Yeah. But that that's one of the recurring dreams that I have as far as nightmares go. And my death, I don't know about you two. Well, I, this, you know, this actually happened last night. And it's, it's, it's let, sort of like, let, let me guess. You had this dream where Soul makes this really good <laughs> casserole and you're eating it and it's so good. So you get a second helping and then you eat it some more thinking that you're going to go for a third helping and then you realize that Gua ate the rest of it. 
No, 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 no. This this actually did happen um, before, and uh, it's just sort of like a reoccurring dream. I don't know why I kind of have this reoccurring dream. I'm thinking that I'm probably like stressed or something like that. I probably have like deep depression or something. I don't know. It's probably diagnosable or something like that. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, uh, I've I've only had this dream probably like five or six times in my lifetime, and it's it's a dream where. The world has ended. Oh, really? And it's where, like, you know, it's based on reality where, like, the atomic bombs. You know, we it do have... off. Yeah. We have atomic bombs here in the United States. There's one in New Mexico, I believe. On the reservation? Yeah. And and there I, I see... And it's like the end of the world. It's like I see that there's a huge explosion around, um, like, Utah or, like, Colorado area. Mm-hmm. And it's so huge that you feel the blast coming at you a couple minutes later and you tell soul like you know okay we gotta we gotta get somewhere safe and it's like i'm trying to protect soul and gua so much that you know i can't do it i can't do that because i know what's gonna come next Mm -hmm. the initial blast that's gonna knock down everything else that's gonna flatten everything or whatever they call the the blast after the nuclear explosion mm-hmm. and not just one but like several bombs will multiple be going bombs. off multiple bombs and i'm on the phone as busy as possible saying you know hey why don't we get Trying together to cancel all your subscriptions <laughs> You know, I'm on I'm on uh, on my computer trying to erase all my history, <laughs> and I can't go out like this. You know, <laughs> no, no, I have to get I to heaven. Have to get to heaven. <laughs> it's like Sol is going to be really mad when she finds out that I have these things on here. No, 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 no. <laughs> So it's gonna be a ghost suit, and she'll be able to see everything. <laughs> She's gonna know that this is happening. No, 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 no. I, I'm on the phone, like talking to like my external family, like all my guys that are there, all my other clan members, and saying like, you know, hey, why don't we get together? Why don't we, you know, come to the house? And maybe we can be huddled together and we could be safe. You know, all of that types of things. And I, I don't know if it's, it, it's like a, a diagnosable thing that I'm, I'm having. But I guess, I guess in the long run, it's like more, more or less like trying to protect everyone around me. Mm-hmm. Rather than deleting my history, <laughs> my internet history. So I think that has something to do with um, our cultural background. Because I also have dreams like that. Really, but they're like more—they're um, more pertaining to like uh, you know entering the like emergence, like going to the next world. Yeah, yeah, that's what I dream about, and it's kind of us saying, "Okay, we're we're leaving everything here. We're all going yeah. together." So yeah. I dream about you know everyone in the village like coming together and all making our way outward. But I can never finish the dream so i don't know where we go yeah it's so it's so weird it's that anxiety though that uh really freaks me out and it um stays with me even after i wake up yeah it it was so it was so crazy because when i woke up i was still in that dream state Mm -hmm. where it's like yeah i gotta you know i gotta protect soul i hope she's making breakfast right now (laughs) (laughs) you know that's that's those are the types of things that i have and then aj i know that you shared with us other recurring dreams that you've had before yeah i do think that a lot of my dreams that scare me have to do with um 
my fear of things I can't control. So mainly the two big things are water. Um, not really, really not a big fan of like standing water, oh, no lakes, uh, rivers, ocean. Do not like it because I don't know what's in there. The bubble. <laughs> yeah. The bubble. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is falling, which is kind of funny because we we live up on top of a mesa and yeah. I constantly have dreams of falling off a mesa or really? a cliff or something. And I don't know where that comes from, but it's never, um, you know, it's never the impact that scares me. It's the falling. It's the feeling of falling yeah. and going through the air that always um kind of gets you yeah, yeah. It's all, it gives me like sleep paralysis no That's really, kind of really yeah and I, I i just do not like that feeling my brother and sister we fell off the mesa once mm. but that wasn't a dream but it wasn't a dream this was reality <laughs> we were playing around the we we're playing around the edge of the mesa and uh we both fell off and uh well it, it's it's not you know just a straight down it's like a little hill that kind of gradually slopes down about a hundred feet so and there's a bunch of trash that so broke our fall. So. And then you started to no, we there was a bunch of trash on the side of the mesa that broke our fall. So. <laughs> but yeah, we well, it wasn't a fall. We slid, We were sliding down the mesa. Well, the one dream that I used to have that I, I'm willing to share, and I was kind of going back and forth with myself if I was going to share this because then I think a lot of it has to do with our own taboos. Yeah. But then I thought, it's like, well, you know, I, I shared this story with people face to face. And so it's like, well, why not just share it with the thousands of listeners on there and just pretend that it's face to face with a thousand different people. But I used to, because AJ mentioned uh, sleep paralysis, but I used to have these dreams where I would fall asleep and then I'd be conscious, but I couldn't tell if I was awake or if I was sleeping because I'm lying in bed. And like the, the, like I'm literally in my room. Like I can see everything as if I was just laying there wide awake but then all of a sudden I would hear something and from dream to dream it would change on what that something was sometimes it would be somebody coming in and somehow I just instantly knew this person had bad intentions or I've had a similar dream to where it was the devil himself and I could sense his presence Yeah, but I would lose the ability to move I would lose the ability to speak laying there in bed in dark i would get so scared that my body would stiffen up and hopefully they call it masharuti yeah and so i would get so scared that i could barely move like it would take all of my strength just to move my body centimeters it would take all the power in my lungs to try to yell but to barely let out a simple and so I would be laying in bed and I would have these dreams. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would wake up from my dream. Like nothing but bad would happen to me. Yeah. Whoever came to my room with bad intentions, they'd never get me. Yeah. The devil himself would never take me to hell. Yeah. But I guess what became scary was that these dreams became really consistent. Yeah. Like I would have these dreams a lot to the point to where I would be so scared and then at the same time annoyed with them that I would sleep with the TV on uh-huh. because in my head I would think that this is going to help me from not dreaming this. And then the dreams would constantly happen. Yeah. I would constantly have these dreams to where I'm lying in bed and because you know, you know when you have a dream 
that the setting is sometimes it's like a really weird place. Yeah, yeah. Like something from a science fiction show. Yeah, or yeah. A like, movie. Like, like Freddy, like Freddy Krueger's. Recognize. Yeah, like Freddy Krueger's. You don't kind recognize of, the background. Yeah, but in these dreams, the background was my room, and so <laughs> it got to a point to where I couldn't tell if I was sleeping or awake. Yeah, when I would have these dreams. It would get to the point that when I was ready to fall asleep, I could feel my body stiffen up before I even fell asleep. Yeah. And I started to stop being afraid of these dreams because they were happening so often that I started to become annoyed with them because it would prevent me from getting a full night's sleep. And it got to the point where I learned how to wake myself up from these dreams. Yeah. Because the dreams would be the same. I'd be asleep. And somebody was coming to me with bad intentions. Yeah. And I would get scared. But it got to a point to where the latter, towards the end of having these dreams, I would wiggle my feet as fast as I could. And that's what would wake me up. And then I'd wake up. But then, because I'd be half asleep, I couldn't tell if I was awake or not. But one time, one time, I was so annoyed with these dreams that when my body would stiffen up in my dreams. Yeah. I wasn't scared. I was just trying to move as hard as I could so that yeah. I could fall off the bed and so I could wake up. I'd be yelling as loud as I could to try to alert somebody it wasn't happening. But one night, I finally caught the person that was coming into my room with bad intentions. Yeah. I finally caught this person. And this person was wrestling with me, fighting and this person was trying to bury their face into the pillow because they didn't want me to see their face. And so I was fighting and fighting, not managing to see this person's face. And then I woke up. Yeah. And then I woke up. And after this dream where I finally caught this person, I stopped having these dreams. Mm. I cured myself. And so if you're familiar with the second Doctor Strange movie, no. that dream dream, man. <laughs> Saved real J-Man <laughs> From these sleep paralysis dreams That I've been having Are you sure it wasn't your wife Trying to smother you With the pillow at night <laughs> Mama nice. needs their life insurance It could be <laughs> It's odd about that Because in Navajo They say um, Like Medicine men mm -hmm. They tell you If you are able to find out Who it is Who's doing these things to you mm -hmm. They'll leave you alone Because oh, really? they lose their power Really? And so That's if you can Even in your like uh, being awake mm -hmm. if you know who it is they won't bother you know? oh really because they that mystery or whatever that power that it's they had over you done. is gone yeah wow. mm. it's also funny about you know your experience like that because as a really young kid like five or six I experienced stuff like that too um, but I know I was awake um, and it was really solidified the last time um, my last experience um so as a kid, you know, I slept by myself um, and I would often wake up in the middle of the night and I would see these figures, men and women. I could tell because of their like height and the build, but they were, I'm pretty sure they were spirits because I've heard other people talk about them, but they were not, um, they weren't like fog or smoke or anything. They looked like when your TV is has static. How it's like real oh, static. Really? Oh, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. they look like to me. And it was like a being made of that static. And they would be in my house, in my doorway, 
come into my room and stuff like that and they never bothered me but I would see them and they knew they I knew they knew I could see them and so they would show themselves to me but the last time that I ever saw one it was a little girl she was probably about my size my height she came into the room and I remember her clearly playing with my uh, toys because at that time this was probably 2002 three four five somewhere around there but I had um and you this, were a little girl back yeah. then? Man, that <laughs> just, that just kind of dates me right now. Carl was graduating yeah, from high school. We were graduating from high school by then. I, I was probably in junior high school. Yeah. <laughs> but at we that graduated time, together. At that time, I had one of those um, Barbie uh, horses. It When you moved it, it's, what do you call it? The hooves, they lit up. So you had to make a motion, a good oh, motion in order to, for the lights yeah. to move or to come on. And I remember seeing that, like the lights the shining in my um, yeah, in my room in the middle of the night, and yeah. you could see it going, and it would stop, and then it would go again. So obviously something was moving yeah. it around, and I would constantly find things moved around in my room, and it was always my toys. And after that, I just kind of paid no mind to them. <laughs> it was just a regular thing. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you know, I think that's something that we've never really talked about. Hopi's, our concept of the power that children mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. to be able to see things. Yeah, that's that true. Regular grown adults can't see. Because uh, my one of my sisters, she had a similar yeah. experience because when she was young, about probably about the same age yeah. as AJ's story, was that she would run around the house, but then she would always tell everybody that she's playing with somebody. Yeah, but she wasn't playing with anybody, and so everybody just oh, it's probably an imaginary friend. But she always had a name for this person that this is who she was playing with. And then one day they found her in her room, and she was all tied up. Yeah, like she was tied up real good. Like there was no way she could have tied herself up like yeah. that. But she was tied up real good, and they and they got scared. They asked her, "What happened to you? Who did this to you?" And then she said it was her friend that she always plays with. Yeah, that that's who did it to her. Mm. Scary. That is poltergeist kind of thing. You know the reason why we're not uh, natives are not in scary movies because we live that every day. <laughs> we know what to rationally do. We, yeah, we know what to do. <laughs> Don't do that. That's taboo. Now the white woman's all like, "No, we gotta go this way. Hide behind the chainsaw. Hide behind the chainsaw. No, it's like, Get no in way. The running car. Mm, no. <laughs> we're, we're being chased by a serial killer, but let's stop and have sex. Like, no, you idiots." <laughs> There's a guy that's wearing a mask. It's like, no, that's just a meth head that just went wild right now. <laughs> He's not going to do anything. He's not going to do anything. He's this fine. Just don't make eye contact. Just don't make eye <laughs> So, AJ, what is your favorite scary movie? Oh, I have a list. I oh, a list. my God. She has a list. I love her even more. Um, so, I, I think my top five would definitely have to be... Interview with a Vampire. Oh, my God. My all-time favorite, too. <laughs> Queen of the Damned. Yes. Leia. Bride of Chucky. Oh, my God, yes. House of a Thousand Corpses. Mm-hmm. And Saw 2. Saw 2, huh? You don't like the original? I do, but I prefer 2 because I like the psychological Ooh, yes. um, of the rooms for each person. Yes. I love, I that. love that. I love 2 and 3. <laughs> 2, 3, and then... After that, then it just kind of gets uh, at, weird. At 5 and 6, I can yeah. stop yeah. and watch the rest. Exactly. Not worth it. Oh man, I, you, yeah, oh my but god. But I think for the rest of my list, it would include The Devil's Rejects, 
Child's Play, of course. Uh-huh. Lost Boys. Yes. Near Dark. Halloween, the original, of course. Ah. Uh. Christine. Satan's <laughs> Little Helper. I don't know if you've ever heard yes, of that one. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That was a, I like those kind where they're low budget. Yeah, films. the B love movies. Them. Yes, yeah. love those um, all the way. It. Stephen King's it, of course. Oh, nice. Um, the trick er treat spelled with the R. Oh, yes. But also oh, wow. trick or treat with O R. I don't know yeah. if you've ever seen that one. One with um, um, Ozzy Osbourne. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> see, I those know. are all my. See, I, I have great ideas, Carl. We're gonna be having this okay. conversation. So was, you want to know my top five? Yeah, yeah. What's your top five? Ghostbusters. <laughs> Weak aliens. Goonies. <laughs> Goonies. <laughs> World War Z. Mm. Charlie Brown, um, <laughs> the Carl and J Man Halloween Special 2021, <laughs> and uh, lastly would probably have to be uh, Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> so, Solid. which means, uh, let's talk to your wife about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's probably more manly than you. <laughs> oh man, I, I, all those movies that you mentioned are basically all my. All my favorites as well, too. Uh, I love The Witch. Mm, you know, yeah. The Witch. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's one of my all-time favorites as well, too. Is that the one where they lift the girl up? No, no, fingers? no. That's the oh, craft. That's witchcraft. Oh, no, that's witchcraft. No, that's craft. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love craft. You know, uh, Feruza Block, you know, she's... I, ha- I had such a crush on her. <laughs> yeah, Feruza. Oh, my God. She was so good in that movie in The Craft. You didn't. I think there's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I just love girls that are like creepy and <laughs> badass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like those. I'm not into the jock girls and stuff like that. <laughs> Come on. Well, that explains a lot, Carl. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like the, all those movies, they they are made to make you scared of of uh, you know get get away from your everyday life, get away from your realities of that because it portrays a different because. In movies like that, there are monsters, and you know how to defeat them. Like the, you know, Frankenstein's oh, monster, yeah. Godzilla. Godzilla is in my mm, top yeah. five too. He's not even scary. <laughs> He's probably watched the Matthew Project one, <laughs> the nineteen ninety eight one. You're such a fan of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that movie for some reason. I just love the that. It's not a bad movie. It's not a, it's bad, not a movie. bad movie. It's just I a know bad why concept. people hate it. Yeah, I know why people hate it because Godzilla is not a mother. It's not, <laughs> no. not supposed to be a mother. But anyway, but that's besides the point. You know the, but like yeah, like what I was mentioning before, like movies like those are designed to make you scared mm-hmm. from your everyday life. They're they're there to portray um, a different type of reality. Well, the good thing is that I think we did a lot better. A much better job this year than we did last year. Yeah, because you were you were more involved. I was actually in. No, and then we brought on an actual yeah. expert to help you <laughs> with with the scary movie list. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, it's it's come to that time where we have to get out of here and whatnot. And you know, I, I'm hungry right now. So I. And plus, I, I'm still decorating my house. There's a contest <laughs> that is that's going on. I, I still need to decorate my house. So, so uh, you know. Uh, if you guys are listening to this, and oh well, thank you AJ for joining us. I'm pretty sure thank you that for this, me. yeah, this, and AJ will return. Yeah, and AJ will always return here <laughs> for that. And uh, you know, thank you for all of that. So, if you guys are listening to this and have gotten this far, thank you guys for listening to this special episode of the Halloween special. I had fun doing this. Yeah, yeah. I told you this was pretty fun <laughs> here. So, if you guys want to donate something, just go to Anchor.fm/slash/cjpodcast85 to become a monthly donor it's only a dollar 99 or 4.99 a month i mean you 
you basically come uh, our 30 month sponsors, 30 pack sponsors as what J man would say. Or if you just want to donate a dollar or more, go to uh, buymeacoffee.com slash CJ podcast to donate a dollar or more. And if you're not following us on our social media accounts, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all across the boards. We also do have a YouTube page, which will become active at some point in time. And uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give us a five-star review because your podcast is not five stars unless your Apple Podcast says you're five stars. Oh, and I forgot to mention, we are on Google. I mean, not Google. Um, Amazon. Amazon, Amazon Music. Music. And we are on uh, Audible as well, too. Audible. So, Audible. Yeah, Audible. So if you're a fan of those, just go ahead and uh, download our, our seasons there. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Carl and J-Man's Save the World podcast. My name is Carl, and this is my best friend, J-Man. So long. Quack, quack.